welcome to track number five of Choose Me, Use Me. But from what I believe. Yes. So, what is, what is faith? Write, write this down. I will tell you very simply. Faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. Amen. Yes. Faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. Amen. In fact, 1 Peter 4.17 says, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? That obey not the gospel. What will be the end of those who don't obey the gospel? So, the gospel of Jesus is something that we normally say, do you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? But the Bible calls it obey the gospel. So obeying is believing. Believing is obeying. So that is how come I know many people who claim I am their pastor or their prophet don't actually believe because they don't obey. Because if they believed, they would obey. And that's why the Bible says, they have not obeyed the gospel. Are you there? Yes. Yes. In Deuteronomy, chapter 9 and verse 22, the Bible says, At Tabera, at Massa, at Kibroth Hatava, you provoked the Lord. Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, go up and possess the land which I have given you, you rebelled against the commandment. All right? You rebelled against the commandment. Right? And you believed him not, nor hearkened to his voice. Yes. So you, you rebel. Rebelling is the same as not believing. So obeying, are are you with me? Are you watching it? You rebelled against the commandment or the instruction. You didn't believe. You didn't listen. So these are synonymous. Synonymous means it's the same. You rebel when you hear a commandment. It's the same as you don't believe. And it's the same as you don't hearken. It's one and the same thing. That's why we say faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. What you obey is what shows what you believe. The things you obey shows the things you believe in. Yes. The things you obey are the things you believe. The things you don't believe are the things you don't obey. You you rebel. And most of you say, are you a rebel? So me, no, never. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, are, you, are, you are a rebel insofar as you don't listen to the command and you don't believe. 
All one and the same thing. Amazing. So you need to know that faith is obedience and obedience is faith. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious. Okay? But unto them which are disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same has become the head of the corner, a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Now look at verse 7. Beautiful scripture. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is what? Precious. But unto the opposite, which is what? Unto them which be disobedient. The opposite of believing is disobedient. I would have had El Salvadorian pastors, Honduran pastors, Panamanian pastors, Latino, Spanish-speaking congregations, Mexicans. But many of the people that I have preached to for camps, more than 100 camps, they did not believe, but actually they were basically disobedient people. And I pointed them in their disobedience. <laughs> Ordained them in their disobedience. Amazing. So try to become one of those who are obedient or who, if you like, the word is believe is the same as obedience. If God speaks to me, what I do shows my belief. Yesterday, I told somebody something to do. I was on a plane, and I told him, do this. Just do this. Because God spoke to me, and I believe, and I want to do it. God told me, start a church. I started a church. Many things God has told me to do is just to, to do what he says. Amen. 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 God told me to start church in South, South America. I'm doing it. With you, without you. Because I'm going to account to God. And I have learned over the years. You know, one day I was reading something Jesus said. He said, where I am going, you cannot come. But you shall die in your sins. Yes. And I realized that where I am going in the ministry, many people cannot come. And they will die in their persistent disobedience. But they can't even follow me to where I'm going in the ministry. Jesus said, you will die in your sins. Are you there? Yes. Yes. So, rise up today. Amen? 
and become the most obedient Christian. Implement things that God shows. That makes you a man of faith. So, I'm a man of faith because I pray for the sick. You're a man of faith because when God says something, you do it. So, I'm a man of faith because, yes, God, God has sent me. I'm standing on the crusade platform and I'm praying. No. Faith is obedience. If God says to you to do something, that, just, that man is a man of faith. You know, I've, I've never called myself or seen myself as a man of faith till I understood that faith is obedience. I'm a great man of faith if I obey what he tells me to do. That makes me a man of faith. Yeah. Not at all. Maybe, I, I mean, he has used me to do this or I mean, I'm preaching to 10,000 people. No, 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 no. If you do what he says, if you obey him, you are a man of obedience, which means you are a man of faith. Yes. Hmm. Hebrews 11. Verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should receive for an inheritance, did what? Obeyed. Wow. He just obeyed and went out. Not knowing where he went, where he, where, whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. So, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed. In other words, obeying is faith. By faith, you often hear these words together. Faith, believing, obeying. If you are a man of faith, you are a man of obey, obeying. By faith, when Abraham had go here, he just obeyed. Look at what, by faith, Abraham obeyed. Read it. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should receive for an inheritance, obeyed. To obey makes you a man of faith. That's all. God told me, write a book. I wrote it. And I've been writing it. That makes me a man of faith. Yes. Not, oh, I built a big church. I did this, I did this. No, by the fact that you obey, that makes you a man of faith. And faith is important. Hebrews 11, let's look at it. Hebrews 11, verse 2. For by it, which is faith, the elders obtained a good report. I mean, let's look at verse 1, verse 1 and 2 together, please. It says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Isn't it? Verse 2 says, by it or by faith, the elders obtain a good report. So you get a good report by having faith. And faith is obedience and obedience is faith. If you want a good report in heaven, your good report is going to come from obeying. Many of you, you are not obedient. And your, your report is, you are getting low grades. True. Your grades are low. So I'm not a man of faith. I'm, I'm, I'm soon going to be a preacher. Forget about preaching. Just obey. That makes you a great man of faith. 
many years ago, the Lord spoke to me to honor Kenneth Hagin. I was, with, I was there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. To take money, put it in an offering uh, envelope, and go and give it to him. Yes. And that day, Kenneth Hagin spoke, I think he said, if I can get that message, that his tithe for that year, his tithe was about $27 million or something. Yes, his tithe. No, and the envelope was in my pocket when he was, when he was saying that. Yes. Something like that. I'm, I'm, I may be giving the wrong figure, but something like that. So, I mean, I did the calculation. 27 is to 10%. So, what is 100%? And for those of you who are, I mean, even, even the art students, you should be able to calculate. Those of you who did history and those type of subjects, calculate it and see. Those of you who did history and English and whatever, calculate and see. You'll be surprised you get it right. And he was talking about his tithes for that year. And then I said to myself, my offering stays in my pocket. Because this man is far more richer than I will ever be till I die. Even if I work for 100 years. But when I went to the hotel... The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said to me, it's very important that you honor this man. Galatians 6, verse 6. Let the one that is taught in the word communicate or share in all good things with he that teacheth. I didn't know how important it was. But there are two times in my life that I have wept before God, like loudly, maybe three, two times, three times. The, the other one I was lamenting about something, but the first two was something I was repenting. This is one of them. I was crying like a child in the room. And in the morning, I changed, I changed my mind. I put my offer and said, no matter what it is, I am going with my dollars that I have come with from Ghana to this multi-millionaire to honor. God told me everything you have comes through this man. Yes. And it's true. Through his teaching, his books, his preaching, I became anointed and I'm a preacher today. The work I'm doing is not from school. Brother man, go to the back. Get up. Go to the back. Are you there? Yes. yes. No, no. You can you want to sit there? You infect the others. Go to the back. No, don't sit down. Don't sit down. 
I said, go and stand at the back. Yes. Are you listening? Yes. Yes. So, the Holy Spirit spoke to me to honor him. And if you are a Christian and you are in the ministry and you are serving God, God will always show you who to honor. Because, you see, the, the person who honors sees the most power. And the person who doesn't honor doesn't see power, even though power is there. Look, the greatest miracle ever recorded in history, in the universe, the greatest ever miracle ever recorded is found in John chapter 11. The raising of Lazarus from the dead after four days. There is no miracle compared to that decomposed body brought back to life. Yes. After four days. And mind you, I have seen a body, somebody committed suicide downstairs in my Hello? Hey, to the back. To the back. Fast, 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 fast. Now, no one that I know ever committed, uh, or, 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 or I say committed, um, performed, performed such a miracle like what Jesus did. And this guy, like I was saying next to me, three days, the whole hostel, was thinking. Wow. Medical school hostel wow. was thinking. Three days we couldn't find him. He was in his room dead. He was found after three days. This great miracle, Jesus did it personally for Mary and Martha. Wow. He had a call from them. Our brother is sick. Come and help us. And the Bible says that was the Mary which poured the oil, the alabaster box on him and honored Jesus. Yes. It's the greatest miracle. And he did it. And he went to see her. Yes. He, he did it personally for the one who honored him greatly. That people said that he was wasting money. Yes. She was wasting money that could be given to the poor. Giving an offering to the poor is different from honoring God's servant. And many, many, even pastors don't know this principle. I was talking to my pastors. I told them, I said, look, you are poor because you don't honor. Yeah. I said, you don't honor. You are poor because you don't, you don't honor. If you, if, you, if, if you learn to honor God's servant, you see, you, you will be honored. Yes. I was talking to some of my pastors. I said, you, you, you don't, you've not learned it. It's, it's, you, you may learn many things. Patience, love, goodness, faith. I mean, many things. Anointing. It's also, a, it's like, a, it, a, it's a subject. It's like dentistry. You have to know how to extract a tooth. It's different from operating on the heart. It's different. And you wouldn't want a heart surgeon to pull out your tooth. Yes. Even though operating on the heart is a big thing. It's different. It's a different field. And honoring God's servant to see and activate God's power. That's why God really wanted me to give that offering to Kenneth Hagin. Because he wanted the, the anointing of Kenneth Hagin to be activated in my life. 
Yes. And it has been activated. You know, one day when somebody came to me and said, he, he was from Nigeria, he said that years ago in Nigeria, the books that were being read were Kenneth Hagin books. But today, the books that pastors read and many ministers read is Dark Heward Mills books. I was, I was amazed. Yes, and I've heard it more than once. Yes, I've heard it more than once. So, I am saying this to say that the need for you to believe, do you understand, in, in, in some, the concept of honoring, and where you believe, that's where the power works. That's when the power of God works in your life. And the believing is the obeying. And if you are a follower of God, he would show you, go and honor this person. Honor this person. Not that person to honor you. You honor. You honor your pastor. Yes. You honor your pastor. The one who is preaching to you. The one who is ministering to you. Yes. And I realize that as long as you don't walk in that truth, Although you experience something, you don't experience a certain level. Yeah. Whatever God tells you, when you start to implement it, you start becoming a man of faith. I remember when God told me, go and honor Bishop Duncan Williams. He's a bishop in Ghana, those of you who know him. I said, well, this man has a lot of money. He has this, he has that. He said, I was a student. He said, honor him. I remember taking my little... You know, I'm talking about if you are a servant of God, you will hear him telling you, just like if you are a child in, in your parents' house, there are certain things parents will tell you. Brush your teeth. How many have been told to brush your teeth? Have your bath. Get ready. Hurry up. If you've not heard it before, then you are not a human being. Go to bed. Go to bed. You should be asleep. Do this. Wash your plate. Do this. Clean your room. Lay your bed. You've not heard it before. If you've not had it, you are not a human being. Have your bath. Parents have a way of speaking about the same topics because children have the same variations. If you are hearing a Holy Spirit, he will always show you honor. It's in the Bible. Honor. Honor your father. Honor your prophet. Honor. Obey. These are things that are in the Bible. So the Spirit reminds us as soon as you start obeying him, you become a man of faith. Wow. Years ago, I heard somebody introducing A.A. Allen to preach. And they said, they said, let's welcome God's man of faith and power. No, I used to hear that God's man of faith. I said, yeah, God, when will I be a man of faith and power? When will I become a man of faith and power like this A.A. Allen? But God showed me, when you start obeying me, when you start doing things I tell you, you will start becoming a man of faith. That's when you start becoming a man of faith. One day, I went to wait on the Lord. And at the end of it all, I was watching a television. 
Because I was, I was unhappy with God. He had not spoken to me. For all this time I've been here, people don't pray like I pray. I've been praying. You don't say a word. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And then suddenly, I saw this man on television. And I heard the Spirit saying to me, follow this person. That's all. Obey. And your life changes. Yes. Obey and your life changes. One day I equally went to pray, wait on the Lord. He didn't mind me the whole time. Then I slept. Normally I don't even sleep on a bed. So when I'm waiting, I don't sleep on a bed. I just sort of sit through. I just sit, sit down. In my unhappiness, you get what I'm saying? I found myself going to sleep on a bed. <laughs> then I woke up crying. I was weeping. My, my eyes was wet. The bed was wet. And I was saying, and I saw, where are the people's legs and arms? And God showed me a vision of people without legs, without arms. That help these people. Yes. It's enough for me. I built a hospital now, and we are setting up to help people with legs cut off this problem. What all these horrible things? Because me, I also don't like that. When I say I, I don't feel happy. Most of us turn our eyes out. I don't want to see. I'm just like you. But God made me look at it. He said, no, don't turn your eye. Look at it. It's a problem. And help somebody. It's enough for me. I don't need, I don't need, to, be, I don't need to be introduced as a man of faith. If I believe that God has spoken to me, it is enough. It's enough. If you learn to start taking God seriously on the little things that he tells you, it's enough. And you see that your life starts to upgrade. Oh yeah, that's how you become a man of faith. That's how you become. I'm just giving you examples in my life where I've said, I feel that God spoke to me. Whether it was to honor somebody, whether it was to follow somebody, whether it was to do something, whether it was to start a church, to write a book. It's like, what? that's how a person becomes a man of faith. It's by obeying when God speaks to you. As I'm preaching now, you say that God, you, 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 you sort of, certain things come to you. You know, maybe this was God really speaking to me. Why don't I do it? Start doing things God tells you. Start doing things God tells you. Start doing things God tells you. Start doing some of the things. Start trying to do things. Yes. That's how you become a man or a woman of faith. That's how you turn into a woman of faith or a man of faith. Yes. And that's how you upgrade. And that's why I started by telling you faith, it will never be out of fashion. Live a thousand years, you see. Yeah. You can have everything. There are some things I don't want to say because it sounds a little something in my, in my, in my mouth. Oh, yes. Yes. So, Become God's man of faith. Yes. And start doing the things. Amen.
Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah. Hmm. Never thought there would be a verse from there. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. Yeah. Look at it. She obeyed. Look at from verse 1. Woe to her. You see, woe to you when you don't become an obeyer. But look at what he's saying in verse 2. Woe to the filthy city. Why? She does not obey. She does not receive correction. She does not trust in the Lord. So trusting in God is the same as not not trusting. It's the same as not obeying. That's it. She drew not near. And you draw near when you start obeying. The people that are close to me, they are the people that obey me. Those that are close to me are those that obey what I tell them. Yes. That's the reality. And not only to me, you too. <laughs> you too, the people that are close to you are those who obey you. Stop looking at me strange as if I'm saying something like, you know, something peculiar. And something. The people that are close to you are the ones that obey you. Even when you have children, you will see those that obey you, be closer to them. Those that don't obey you, you'll be far from them. You know, I was talking to one, one young lady. She said to me, my father has told me something to do and I, I don't want to do it. I said, what, what is it? How old are you? She said, my father wants me to, to keep bees, to do beekeeping. And I told her, listen, and then she wants to talk to her, her father about a wedding. I said, look, go and do the beekeeping. What is, what is telling you? Don't talk about the wedding. Just do the bees. Keep the bees. Yes. Study it. She said to me, my father has given me a book on beekeeping. I said, have you read it? No. How? How do you think your father will be happy with you? Will he be close to you? Will he do good things for you? He will not. He will not. Not obey. You see, you stop trying to do other things and start deciding to become a man or a woman of obedience. Little to say, read this book. He didn't even tell you to go near the bees. He said, read this book. I asked, have you read it? I said, please go and read it. I have nothing else to say. Just read what, what your father told you to do. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. All are the same thing. Oh, don't obey. Don't receive correction. Don't trust. Nothing. And what does he say? War to that city. War. No wonder there is no blessing. No wonder there is no help. A little thing you wouldn't want to obey. Yes. So, it's very important. Faith is obedience, and obedience is faith. Yes.
First Kings chapter 13, verse 26. Let's read from like verse 25. And behold, men passed by. Let's, let's read from verse 24 to, to you to understand. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And the carcass was cast in the way. And the ass stood by it. And the lion also stood by the carcass. There's a very strange scene. A lion standing there, an ass standing there, and a dead man standing there. The lion is not eating any of them. They're all three of them are standing there. Verse 25. And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. Next one. And when the prophet that brought him by the way said, he said, ah, it is the man of God who was disobedient to the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord has delivered him to the lion, which has torn him and slain him according to the word of the Lord, which he spake unto him. Verse 27. And he spoke to his son, saddle me the ass. And they saddled him. 28, keep on, please be intelligent as you are doing this. And he went and found his carcass cast in the way, and the ass and the lion standing And the lion had not eaten the ass, nor torn the, he had not eaten the carcass, nor torn the ass. There's big food here. <laughs> he didn't eat any of them for, for lunch. Very strange killing, eh? It, it is a, it's a, it's sometimes there are some deaths that occur. You can see that it's supernatural. Yeah. And the prophet took the carcass of the man of God, laid it on the ass, and brought it back. And the old prophet came to the city to mourn and to bury him. Now, why did this happen? Because God had told the man of God, go and perform these miracles. He put, he stretched forth his hand, he prophesied, and so on. And he told the prophecy to the king that this was what was going to happen, and a miracle took place. Verse, you can find it like verse 20, somewhere there. But the man of God was told, don't eat bread in Bethel. And so he cried to the man of God that came from Judah, saying, for as much as... No, no. So he told him, do all these things, but when you finish, don't eat bread in Bethel. Huh. Which was a small instruction compared to the big things that he had already done. Yes. Huh? So, you must realize that obeying God and having faith in God is not only having faith in God in big things, but also in little things. Yes. Little things are important and will always be important Amen. to the Lord. Amen. Amen. First Kings chapter 13 verse 1. Behold, there came a man of God to Bethel, and Jeroboam stood by the altar to Bethel, and he cried against the altar, and he said, O altar, thus says the Lord, 
A child shall be born to the house of David, Josiah by name. And he shall, upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee. And men's bones shall be bent on thee. And he gave a sign saying, the altar shall be rent and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass when King Jeroboam had the saying of the man of God that he put forth his hand from the altar saying, catch him. And his hand which he put forth dried up and he could not pull it again. And the altar was broken. The ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the word of the Lord was given. Verse 6. And the king answered and said, pray for me please that my hand may be restored. And the man of God besought the Lord and the king's hand was restored and became as it was before. And the king said to the man of God, come home and I will give you a reward. And the man of God then said to the king, if you give me half your house, I will not go with you. I will not drink water. For it was told me by the word of the Lord saying, eat no bread. Look at verse 9. Nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. And he went another way. He went another way. All right? Now, ladies and gentlemen, are you with me? Yes. I mean, I mean, he realized the king put his hand, when he stretched his hand, the hand got withered and got stuck. Pray for me and the hand should come back. He prayed for him and the hand came back. He prophesied that, you see this altar, men, human bones will be bent on this altar. Josiah, a man, a boy is going to come called Josiah. And he tapped Josiah in the Bible. He came and he did all these things. I mean, big, this is big prophecy. Only one thing, don't have your dinner in Bethel. Have your dinner in Niagara. Just, just don't have your dinner in Bethel. That's all I'm... He, he didn't do that. And it cost him his life. A lion supernaturally killed him. And his life ended. So ladies and gentlemen, faith is obedience. And obedience in little things. Some of you, you are students. How much money do you have? You don't have anything. Learn to pay tithes of that $20 that you have. Learn to obey God. Learn to honor God's servants. Learn all the little, learn to, learn the, the smallest thing. If your mother, if, if your mother tells you, do this, learn to do it. Yes. That's why we have to, so many girls today who can only make their hair and their nails and their face. They cannot do anything else. If you marry such a girl, you have married a boy. Yes. It's going to be, it's going to be two boys in the house. Yes, two boys at home. You'll be hungry every day. Because you can't eat the hair, you can't eat the nails, you can't eat the face, you cannot eat the wig. How many boys want to eat a wig? No, no. So, obey God in little things as well as in big things. And Derek Prince, he said, one day I was listening to him preaching in the middle of the night, and he said, when God called him, God told him, you have to obey me in the big things and in the little things. And I've come to see that most of the things, the, the greater impact is the small things that you tell people. Me, I'm not, a, I'm, not a financial, I'm not a financial preacher. I don't know much about 
finances and all this. Only that anybody who tells me English words I don't understand and that need explanation, my antenna starts going up. Uh, when you say things, mortgage, I don't know what it means. When you say amortization, I have no idea what it means. When you say a house is underwater, it was a recent expression I had, the house is underwater and so on. To me, it means that there's a flood, there's, there's a river, there's a river, and the river has overflowed its banks. That's what I understand. I heard that it means something else. But just in the little things, you say, oh, you know what? The Bible says, oh, no man, anything. So, he said, the blessing, he said, I will bless you, you shall lend, and you shall not borrow. That, that means the curse is to borrow, and the blessing is to lend. So, it means that when you are borrowed, you are under a curse. Yes. You are under a frustration. Curse is frustration. Yeah. But still, the little area, okay, don't obey. Don't obey. <laughs> Just do what you want. You find out with time whether all these things mean anything. So, brothers and sisters, obedience is faith. And those who are chosen or seem chosen and those who are used or seem to be used are those who believe. Amen. Yes. That's my first point. Those who believe are those who, be, those who are used are those who believe. <laughs> they, they believe. You say this, they believe it. The rest don't believe. No NATO. They don't believe nothing. You can preach for a thousand years. They don't believe what you are saying. Amen. Amen. So, are you one of the believing people? And I want to say to some of the older pastors, you know, you need to start giving examples when you are preaching. Examples of people who disobey. And you should use yourself as examples. Yes. It's going to make your message more powerful. Yes. You see, the Bible doesn't only contain stories of victories. It contains stories of realities. And the real life of Christians is a story of a mixture of failures and successes. That's, that is reality. No one can say he doesn't regret. There are things which I regret. There are decisions I've made in my life that are affecting me up till today. I can't say that I don't regret. I can't say that I don't regret. There are directions I've gone, I wish I hadn't gone those directions. There are things I've cried about that I wish I wouldn't have. But it's from my decisions. Part of the things that we do are not correct. And our lives are made up of all those things. So it's time to start using those examples and not trying to look perfect. We want to have this good picture. I don't know where we learn these things from. Ask your neighbor, where did you learn all this? Try to look good. I mean, to look like an ambassador or some government official. You know, where do you get it from? 
You know, the first love children, their eyes have opened more. It's true. These days, you, you see some of the younger children, they say, you know, they look at their parents' lives and their parents' marriages. Because they have a lot of songs we didn't have when we were growing up. <laughs> Sweet mama, poor lover. They, they see things. They know things. You know things. Yes. And they can see many things. Yes. I mean, you, you, you see it. Some children growing up. One, 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 one of the young children Say, you know, my father is a lay pastor, but I don't want to be a lay pastor. I want to be full-time. I don't want to do what my father did. I want to go all out in the ministry. Yeah. I mean, it's clear. I want to go all out. I don't want this type of thing. I believe in the word of the man of God and the word of God fully. I don't want half and half. They see through it. We have children whose, pa- whose parents tell them, no, 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 and they come and say it. They come and say it, not to me, but to themselves, and I, it, feeds, I, it filters through. <laughs> they, they know, so my, my, my parents are against this. Even this camp, there are some people who don't want their children to come here. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. But I tell you, obeying in little things makes you greater and greater and greater. Yes. And we, the older pastors, to do us a world of good, to be able to say things real. You know, I didn't really do what was said. Don't do what I did in this case. There are things that I don't want my children to experience. There are decisions I took. I don't want my children to take such decisions. If I had any way to make my child, my children's life or ministry improved over mine, I would say it and I would do it. And not keep quiet and just watch for things to become the same, out of order. That's a a real father. So those of us older pastors, start becoming more realistic. Yes. One day, one of the children came to me and said, I don't want to become like my father. My father is a pastor, but I don't want my life to become like my father's life. I said, your father is a great person. He said, yeah, but I don't want my life to become like my father's life. The children, their eyes have opened. You see, you, 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 you've turned off the television in the house. They are watching the phones. They are watching the phone. Yes. You know, my house, I used to think, my children, they don't, know, they, they, they don't know if they don't even know films. Because I, I didn't allow, the television was in my room. <laughs> I captured the television in my room. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing. They were watching the phones. 
till today. The television, now that I've released the television and it is outside, nobody watches it. <laughs> like, oh, we, we, we don't watch television. We don't watch television. Hey! So don't think you are so clever that the children cannot see through our hypocrisies and our mistakes. It's also another higher generation. Yes. Let us be plain and encourage them to serve the Lord. Whatever you couldn't do, your child will be better. Your child, your child's life will be better than your life. Amen. You know something? I've noticed that what my father couldn't do for me, because there are some things my father didn't do for me. I've noticed that I've tried to do those things for my children because I realized that if my father had done this for me, it would have helped me. I've tried to do some things for my children that my father didn't, wasn't able to do. Try. Are you there? Yes. Or you are leaving? Yes. Number two. Those who are chosen or those who are used by God. You can call it any of the two depending on whether you like those who are chosen or those who are used. Which one this sounds better to you? <laughs> those who are chosen. But you are also used. <laughs> now, those who are used are those who are virgins. Luke one thirty four. Then said then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. Seeing I do what? I know not a man. Hey. Now. Virginity. Now, if we were talking mainly about virginity of the um, of the private parts, all right. There will be few left to hang around for the rest of the message. Are you there? Yes. Or you don't fully understand the message? Romans chapter 2, verse 28. For he is not a Jew. All right, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. 
but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Amen. Again, this circumcision is an operation or a cutting away of the flesh as breaking of virginity is the cutting of the flesh. That is why it is so painful. Because it's equally the cutting of flesh. But this is a male and this is a female. Just for the sake of discussion, you see that he's saying that it's not what you are talking about outwardly. But it's what is inward. Now, virginity per se is more of the purity that is in the mind and in the heart. And that mind and the heart, virginity of the mind and the heart, is more of what you find in, often in young people. You know, one of the most difficult people to work with are people that feel that they are trained in an area. You know? Like, for me, I rarely work with architects trained in Ghana. And I, you know, I don't know any architect trained in any other country. It's, it's only Ghana, yeah, Ghana trainer. I, I, I don't work with them at all. And most of the professionals, I don't enjoy working with many of them because they are so affected by what has been implanted in their minds in school. Or not even only by school, but by the culture. Are you with me? It it, it affects a person. So the person who becomes more suitable for an area is a person who is a virgin or like pure. And the the mind is blank, has no prior experience. That is it, empty. Yes. But a person who feels, I know this and I know that and I know you know nothing. You know nothing. And the little you know is worrying you. That's why in our church we don't receive pastors from outside who say, I've got this certificate from this school and I've come as a man of God. I'm a newly trained man of God from Gubligop International Bible School. And if you can please take me to be a pastor in your church. We don't do that. We don't do that. Because the person is coming with many things which we don't need. And the person is going to come and say, no, this is not how it's done. This is not how it's done. So we tell you, you have to join the church and grow up in the church. And as you join the church and you grow up in the church, you become something else. And you learn something new. Yes. (laughs) So there are many churches and pastors trying to follow what we are doing. But one of the things they need is a virgin mind. Yes, a virgin mind. It takes a virgin mind to receive new things. That's why the Bible says you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. Because you lose the old wine and the old wineskin also bursts. And you lose the new wine, the old wine, everything is lost. The wine and the wineskin. So, it was someone pure without experience that God wanted. God didn't want someone who has experience. 
that when he saw an angel, she would have slapped the angels. Two slaps, nonsense. What do you mean? I should go and tell my husband. You know how long it has taken me to get a beloved called Joseph. I should go and tell him that now I've lost my pregnancy. I'm pregnant with uh, what do you call it? Nonsense. No. She said, be it unto me. She didn't know whether she would ever marry again, whether he would leave her, what would happen. She was innocent and pure. And that's the kind of person that God wants to use. Someone who is innocent and pure and says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. I'll be pregnant without a man. Wonderful. I didn't knew it was possible. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's go for what's the next step? What, what do we do next? Now that I'm pregnant without a man, I didn't know. So what's the next step? Pure mind. Simple mind. Pure mind. Simple mind. And if you are simple, God says, go. I'm sending you to El Salvador. Beautiful. So what's the next step? So how do we go there? What, what, What should we do? So where is El Salvador? You know, I was in Zimbabwe, and I saw... Is there anybody here from Zimbabwe? Now, the fact that... Okay, the fact that we don't see many people from other countries is a sign of failure in the church here. Because, you see, we've reached a stage where, you know, it's, so many countries are in one country. You don't have many Ugandans, many Canadians, many... Zimbabweans, Nigerians, I mean, it shows something is not working. Oh, yes. Today, in, the U, in our church in the UK, or let's say in the first love church, you better not even ask where somebody is from because you hear every country in the world. Every country. You, the next person you are talking to is from a different country. You can, because everybody speaks the same British way, you don't even realize that everybody is from a different country. I mean, like in their background. Yes. So actually, I'm not used to saying, who are those from Zimbabwe and I don't see people? Because there are Zimbabweans all over. I'm sure there's plenty in Canada. Oh, yes. I'm sure there's plenty. Why, why don't you have Zimbabweans, many Zimbabweans, and Ugandans? I don't see Ugandans. Where, where is everybody from? Where are they? Yes. You know, if you are my son or my daughter, you must be international. Because, you see, I'm more international than Ghanaian. Yes, in ministry. More international. I rarely travel to Ghanaian congregations to preach. It's so, I don't remember the last time. It's more international. It's, it's, it's not a Ghanaian ministry. It's long time ago, it, it was not a Ghanaian ministry. If this church is a Ghanaian church, then it's not my church. Yes, it's my church. Long time ago, metamorphosized and became an international ministry. In case you don't know what I'm telling you. If, if that's what you are doing here, you are misrepresenting me. <laughs> tell your neighbor, it seems he knows everything about you. So tell your neighbor, it, it seems he knows everything about you. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, what were we talking about? You've forgotten what I was talking about. Virgin mind. And what did I say about a virgin mind? You've forgotten what I was saying about a virgin mind. No experience. Simple. What's the next step? Yes. I was telling you, no, you see, you people, you've forgotten. I knew what I was talking about, but I wanted to see whether you knew what I was talking about. I was telling you about Zimbabwe. And then I asked, who is from Zimbabwe? And there was nobody. There's one person at the back there. Now, I went to Zimbabwe, and I saw the biggest church in Zimbabwe, and the most beautiful church. I didn't see any church like that. The pastor is a white man from America. He has been there since he was 20-something years old. He's now over 60. I said, how did you come here? He said, I was praying, and I heard the Holy Spirit. Or either he had a dream, or he was praying, and he heard a voice, or he heard a word that said, Rhodesia. He didn't know that it was a country. So he looked on the map, and he saw Rhodesia. He was in America, and he saw Rhodesia. I said, that's all. God says I should go to Rhodesia. His mind was blank. It was a virgin. Virgin mind. Today's mind is if you say, if you say Rhodesia or, or you see the word Zimbabwe, you say, oh, what is Zimbabwe? They must have a lot of problems. No, it's, not, it's not a lot of problems. It is your calling. Your calling is clear. Your mind is not clear. When, when we say go into other world, you think it means something ethereal, something exotic, something, 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 something unrelated to the world. The world is the world. Go is go. Go into the world is go into the world. Leave your country means leave your country. But our minds are contaminated. Yes. And so God can hardly use us. If he says give to this one, it means oh, pray for him. It means pray. Giving does not mean pray for the person. Praying for the person is different from giving. Now, some of you here, God has told you, give. All you do is to pray. And even your prayer, you sleep whilst you are praying. Are you listening? Yes. So, Choose me, use me, means choose me, use me. It's what it means. There's no other meaning. <laughs> Stop reprocessing things that are simple. Choose me means use us, a Canadian church. Use us. Choose us and use us. American church. I've been sending them to the nations. For years. Nobody has gone, hardly. Okay. Now Canada is saying, choose us and use us. <laughs> what the Americans were afraid to do. Choose me and use me. 
It's as simple as that. Choose me and use me. Whatever those from Minnesota, those from New Jersey, those from Chicago, those from California, those from New York, those from North Carolina, those from Washington, they have scaredy cats. They are scaredy cats in the continent. Now, Lord, choose us and use us. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. So the next thing, you have to be asking me, what's the next step? What do we do next? So what do we do next? What do we do next? Sit down, I'll tell you the next step. The next step is very simple. You see your Canadian passport. Find out how a Canadian can stay in El Salvador. Yes. And find out how a Canadian can stay in Paraguay. Find out how you can live in Bolivia and Chile and Argentina and Colombia. Yes. And said, these Americans, they are scared of everything. We are not Americans. We are Canadians. We are Canadians. There's a difference between America and Canada. That's why there's immigration. There's a border control to keep the Americans out. That's why we are having a camp here, not different from what is in America. Yes. Since they are afraid of that, hold your Canadian passport say, I'm going to the ends of the world. Yes. And you are safer with a Canadian passport. They, they are likely to say, well, who are the Americans? Say, no, we are not Americans. We are Canadians. Okay. I've told the American doctors, go, you can live in an, a, a country and work, even work in America, go back, live here. As you are there, you open the door. Look at what Pastor Ernest is doing. He's 40 years old. He's fought himself to speak the language. Try hard. Even though it's not perfect, he, you see that he's forcing. I mean, he's forcing and young people have come to be with him. He's creating a whole community. And we found out that there's a city in Nicaragua called Bluefields. And it was founded in 1633 from people that came. They said, they, what they know is that 1633 people came from Ghana to this town. Only from Ghana. What? Yes. That whole place. And that's the part of Nicaragua where they speak English. Yes, there's a part. I thought I never. I said there's a part that speak English and a part that are Africans. Yes. You see, if, if you don't go, you will not know. You will just not know. Yeah. Nicaragua. And Colombia also has a, a place like that. Cartagena, same thing. But 1633, they came from Ghana. That whole place, everybody there. Amazing. Yeah. And it is this current president who made a road there. It had been cut off, and he's made a road straight there. After hundreds of years, there has never been a road there, but he's made a road to drive there. 
people don't want to go, but except you Canadians, you'll be, you'll be there. Say, I'll be there, I'll be there. Look, there are some people here, if you don't listen to what I'm saying, you'll become a bus driver. Yes, I tell you, you'll become a bus driver. You'll go from here to here six, seven times a day. You drive here, 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 here. When you finish, you come back here, 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 here. You come back. Then you go back here, 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 here. Then you come back here, here, six times. Then you finish for the day. Every day for the rest of your life. I'm not cursing you, but I'm telling you that some, there's somebody here, your destiny is to be a bus driver. But when you take the call of God, you are going higher than a bus driver in the name of Jesus. And some of you think you can escape bus driving by becoming a train driver. <laughs> you go here and back, here and back, here and back. Step, stop, 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 20 times. Then come back, stop, 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 20 times. Then go back, 20 times. The whole day, six times. Hey. Some of you think you can escape the train by becoming a pilot. But when you are a pilot, you sit in the plane and say, the plane goes here, comes back. 7.20, you leave. You arrive there. 3 o'clock, you sleep there. Then you come the next day from 4.30, flight back. You get there and you sleep over. Then you go back, 7.20, back. And you go back, 3 o'clock, 4.30, you come back. Every day. Ah-ah. I see something higher for you in the name of Jesus. Some of you think you can escape from being a pilot by being an accountant. When you are an accountant, you will come from your house to the accounting place and back two times a day. You will sit at the same desk and you will calculate the same thing. Next year, you will calculate the same, almost the same amount because your company didn't make profit, so it's the same amount. Yes, you calculate this plus 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 that is equal to this and it's not balancing with this. And you have to add incidental expenses and other things to balance it. Miscellaneous, entertainment, transport, general expenses. Wow. And some of you think you can escape being an accountant by being a doctor. When you are a doctor, you go in the morning and you come in the evening twice a day. Sometimes you come for lunch and you go, come, go. And depending on which part of the body you are a doctor of, you are going to see and smell that place forever. 
just cover their nose. Some of you feel you can escape being a doctor by being a dentist. You are going to smell people's mouths every day for the rest of your life. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. I once spoke to a dentist. He was getting old. He said, I've had enough. Had enough. I've had enough. Yes, I've had enough. Some of you think you can escape being a dentist by being a pharmacist. You are going to count Panadol every day. You'll be counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. After you count aspirin, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. After that, you count this one, two, three, four. Hey! And you go in the morning, you come in the evening. Go in the morning, you come in the evening. And you stand on your feet behind the same counter. God wants to give you an exciting life as a missionary, as a servant of God, as a believing person. Blessed is she that believed. Blessed is she that believed. The most exciting job have a baby for God. Wow! Have a baby for God. Have a baby for God. I mean, can you imagine pregnancy for God? Wow. Choose me and use me. Lift your hand and say, if the Americans won't go, we are going. Heaven knows where we are going. We know we will. We Canadians, we will gather. Heaven knows how we will gather. We know we will. It will be hard. It will be hard. We know. And the road will be runny and rough, but we'll Be hard, we know. Well, be hard, we know. And the road will be muddy and rough, but we'll get there. We know we will. We are going, everybody.
the camera because some Americans are watching and tell them if you guys are too scared to go anywhere we Canadians we are saying God use me and choose me God is going to use us Amen. All right. Hallelujah. So, God is looking for virgin, simple minded people who believe the English words mean what the English words are saying. There's no rephrasing of any statement or any revelation go means go mission means mission yes spanish means spanish the world means the world yes number three those who flow those who flow flow Those who flow. And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Wow. You know, after all these things that the the angel said, look, let's read from verse 36. Let's read from verse 36. Behold thy cousin, she conceived, who was called barren. Verse 37. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Then verse 38. That is, she had just been told about a a great impossibility becoming possible. And Mary said, listen, listen, angel. Eh? Angel, are you hearing me? Tell the father, okay, that I said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. Just let whatever you are saying happen. Those who flow are those who are chosen and those who are used. They have flown. She was just flown. She just flowed with the angel. Power steering. The angel said, we are going there. She said, let's, 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 just, just, let's just flow. Let's just do it. Let's just, let's just flow. Flow. That's why God likes young people. A lot of older men go for younger girls. Yes. It's true. Because the younger girls, even first of all, they smile more readily. The older ones look very straight at them. They're not that thing, not so impressed, you know. I'm not so impressed. <laughs> the younger girls don't have joint pains. The older ones, oh, mm. Mm. when you when you call them, they 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 don't turn, they don't turn. You know, like when you call somebody, you look at this. No, when they call, they say yes. What did you say? Wow.
We are talking about those who flow. Just let it happen. I don't know what all you are saying. Many impossible things. Look, just flow. I'm flowing with you. I'm flowing with the idea. Tell somebody I'm flowing with the idea. I'm flowing with the idea. Yeah. I mean, what else? Matthew 28 verse 19. Put it up quickly. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Tell somebody I'm flowing with the idea of going to the nations. I mean, whatever, whatever, I don't know. You, you do need to know which nation. I'm asking you, do you need to know which nation? And then go to the nations. Go to all nations. What are you talking about? All nations. Anything. Anything. You know, before I got married, my pastor in England, he was preaching. I didn't really understand what he was talking about. He said, when some people get married, they have little red flags that they put on parts of their bodies. The red flag means don't, don't touch. Don't, don't go. No go. I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. How many would like to be married to somebody who said, no. No, no, no. Ne- never. Move your hand. Move your hand. Move your hand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that what you want? You want something that's flowing. Isn't it? Yes. Flowing. Whatever. 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 Most people wouldn't want, you know, a queen who has crossed her leg drinking a cup of tea. You see the queen drinking her tea. You 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 even be afraid of please is it possible? Could it be? I want to discuss something. Is it possible that I could? Perhaps the two of us involved maybe perhaps kindly relate with you in a certain way permission please if maybe possibly hopefully the two of us could relate kindly in a certain way if you understand what I'm trying to say Is that what you want? No. You want somebody who understands. Even when you wave your hand like this, the person knows what it means. Wow. When you lift your right shoulder like this, 
the person understands what it means. When you lift the left shoulder, the person understands what it means. <laughs> That's what you want. So God is looking for such flowing people. Go here to teach all nations. Why not? I said, why not? Nations, where are they? Let's go there now. Let's just go. Let it happen. Be done unto me according to it is an old English way of speaking. Why not? It means why not? Why not? Let's just do it. Do it. I should have a baby now. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Forget about Joseph. Let's just do this thing now, man. Let's do this marriage thing. Let's do the baby thing now. Forget about Joseph. I don't know if he, there's a misunderstanding between us. Let's just do the baby thing now. Let's have the baby now. Come on, angel. Bring on the baby now. Let's tell the Holy Ghost to come tonight. Tell the Holy Ghost I'm ready. Wow! We'll sort out with Joseph later. I mean, Joseph is not a problem. I know what I'll tell him. I know what I'll tell Tell the Holy Ghost he can come now. Tonight, we are ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the Holy Ghost tonight. Let it happen. Let it come on. All the things you are saying, Holy Ghost will come upon me. Which is it tomorrow? Is it Thursday? Is it Friday? Tell him to come right now. I'm ready. Yeah. My virginity is not a problem. I'm ready for him now. Wow! Look, point to the camera and say, Americans, look, God is going to use us. If you don't want to go, we, we are going, eh? We are going. Yeah. If you don't want to go, we, we are going. We are flowing with God. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You know, God really wants flowing people. Oh, yes. God really wants flowing people. Some people, if you marry them, you have to write a letter. Dear darling, what a wonderful evening today. I thank God for your life. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Wow. Does God need to have a special letter to you, talk to you, speak to you, coax you, wrap you? All you say is, God, let's flow. Let's do it now. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So th- those who are chosen are number one, those who believe, isn't it? Yes. Number two, there are those who are virgins, isn't it? Yes. And number three, those who flow. Then number four, and you, you notice, it's those who are young. Yes. Again. Again. Again, it is in mind and heart. In fact, in every point, you can write into brackets in mind and heart. Yes. 
Those who flow in mind and in heart. Those who are young in mind and in heart. Those who are virgins in mind and in heart. Those who believe in mind and in heart. Yes. Now, Deuteronomy tells us that God uses young people. Amen. Amen. God uses young people. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, did I say Deuteronomy? Numbers chapter 8. Numbers 4 and Numbers 8. But I like the one in Numbers. In verse 23. And the Lord spake unto Moses. Numbers 8, 23. The Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Are you there? This is that belonging to the Levites. Okay? Now, Levites were special people used by God. Amen. Special people used by God. How many want to be a special person used by God? Chosen. Out of the 12 tribes, they were chosen specially and they were used specially. Moses was from the tribe of Levi. Now it says, this is that which belongs or pertains to the Levites. From 25 years old and upward, they shall go in to wait upon the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. 25. 25. Now verse 25. Verse 25, glory to God. And from the age of 50, they shall cease. Stop. 50. They shall stop waiting on that service. They'll stop doing that service. And shall serve no more. Serve no more. Verse 26. But shall minister with their brethren in the tabernacle of the congregation to keep the charge. But they shall do no service. And thus shalt thou do unto the Levites, touching or concerning their charge. Now, this scripture is very, very clear. From 25 to 50 is the time when you really do your service. After serving, from 25 to 50, you minister. This minister is obviously something a little different. That is why now I am in the first, because I'm over 50. I am the first love church, so I am ministering with the young people in the church. I minister with them. That's all I'm doing now. I minister with them. Actually, they are the real pastors. I just joined them to minister with them on, sometimes on Sundays. But my real service is 25 to 50. Generally speaking, many of the things in the Old Testament give us a picture of how things are really supposed to be. So it looks like God really likes and wants young people. Because 25 is young. How many here are less than 25? Raise your hand if you're less than 25. Raise your hand if you're less than 25. 
How many are more than 25? And less than 50? More than 25 and less than 50? Wow. So you, those of you who are between 25 and 50, you are in the prime of your ministry. And those of you who are over 50, raise your hands. Mm. You are all retired ambassadors. You are all retirees. And you are supposed to minister with the young people. That's the truth. So all our churches, we are handing over to younger people now. Yes. We are handing over to younger people now. It's true. Wow. We've done what we can. Now, let, let's, let's look at a woman. When can a woman have a baby? It's exactly this period is usually 25 to 50. 25 to 50. Yes, 25 to 50. That's a fertile period of your life. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. By 50, most women stop bleeding every month. It just stops. It's God's way of saying, it's over. Sorry, close shop. Shop is closed. No more. When, you're, when you bleed, your womb is crying. It's a weeping every month. Oh, I didn't get a baby. Ooh, and he cries. He cries for a few days and stops crying. But by 50, stop crying about little things. <laughs> Are you there? Yes. So, in the ministry, the Levites, God said, okay, the time when you're going to be very nice and fruitful. You know, it's 25 to 50. And most women are, maintain a certain level of attractiveness between 25 and 50. Yes. You'll be surprised. You see a 50-year-old lady, you think she's 20. You think she's 30. It's true. There are many 50-year-olds. That you, you can't even believe it. You have to warn people. Don't, this one has married already. You can't have as a beloved. Receive it in Jesus' name. Yes. You can't have this one as a beloved. She's, she's taken. And meanwhile, she's a 50 plus. Yes. So, this is the best time of your life. This is the best time of your life. Yes. Now, Mary was, you know, how old do you think she was? Yeah, very young. Fresh, young. You know, abnormalities in babies. What people don't understand, and this is a little bit of biology, embryology, biology. Every woman is born with a certain number of eggs. Yeah. 
So it's like having your storeroom, kitchen store, with shelves of eggs in trays. So it's like, like a whole tray like this. So you are born with it, your eggs. And every month, one egg is taken out and cracked. And it, it comes down. Can you understand? Is it easy is is to understand? Biology. No, I really, I'm, I, you know, I'm used to teaching art students, so I have to make things simple. Do you see? Now, what happens is that the eggs, you know, when you keep eggs for a long time, sometimes you crack the egg and you open and you realize that it's all, and sometimes you see that it's like a chicken. I don't know. You don't know what is happening to the egg because it's too old. And that's how come I decided to learn how to know when an egg is fresh. So I'm an expert on determining when eggs are fresh or not. Yes. I can tell you that this is a fresh egg. Yeah. So when you leave your eggs, so by the age of 35, a lot of them, the yolks start to change like that. Yes. Do you understand? So that's why from a certain age onwards, you are likely to have more abnormalities. Like a heart, because the egg has changed a bit like that. So the heart can have like five vessels or the one vessel that's supposed to come here has changed direction and gone this way. And you get an abnormal configuration in the vessels of the heart. Or even the brain. It's like you, the, brain, the brain is just slightly like that. So then you have someone who comes and he just smiles. He doesn't do much. He doesn't go to school singing, smiling, not looking. Very, yeah. It's from 35, it's 10 times more. It's because the egg already changing, 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 changing. That's why we have egg donors. And that's why they check the egg to see whether it's okay. Are you, is it too difficult to understand? Tell your neighbor, we are learning biology. Don't, don't get, I see some ladies have made their faces very straight, like it's as if they are not happy with my preaching. Is there something wrong? Is there something wrong with this preaching? So, your ministry is just like that. You are fertile and good for a period. So, when the word of God comes into you, into the young heart, Everything is perfect. You receive. You are flowing. Energetic. So, I'm a missionary. Let's go. But then when? <laughs> when, you, when, when, you, when the egg stays for too long. The egg stays for too long. It's now over 50. And then the word of God comes. And you become a little abnormal. And then instead of becoming a missionary, you start criticizing. He's trying to take away our, our work. He's speaking against being an accountant. He's speaking against being a pharmacist. He's speaking against being a doctor. He's speaking against being a bus driver. He's even speaking against being a pilot. And then your reaction to the message changes. And you bring out a monster. And you give birth to something abnormal. Which is attacking the church. 
rather than coming out with a beautiful missionary and say, yes, Lord, here I am. Send me to the ends of the earth. So you see, the young people receive the message very differently. Yes. Very differently. Because the egg in the heart is so different. And that's why God calls young people. I was, I was 25 years old when I, I was already in the ministry and I became a pastor. 25, exactly. 25. So, today God is calling and every older person must be open to let the younger ones come up and do well. Yes. Amen. Sit down, sit down. Let me tell you something. Do you know the reason why I tell you to sit down? Because there are some people sitting behind you that they are like kind of like manage, like the management staff. They are like the directors. You know, they are like the directors. They... No, they are sitting down right here. They are just right behind you there. I don't want you to sit down, but the diplomats are sitting right behind you. And you mustn't block their view like that. They are very important people. Listen, when you are young, that's the nice, that's when you are nice. Why do they say sweet 16? Why do they say sweet? And she's sweet 16. She's sweet 16. Because we all know that when you are young, you are sweet. Nobody says sweet 40 or sweet 40. Sweet 44. Sweet 44. Sweet 60. Sweet 43. Sweet 58. They say sweet 16. God is looking for sweet 16 young men, sweet 16 young girls who are saying, here I am, Lord. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. My, my wife never said anything. You see, I knew that my wife loved me, but Looking back, I can see that she loved me even more than I loved her. Because she was ready to do anything. Yes, anywhere. I've never heard something like, I will not go. What are you talking about? She will go anywhere. Once I'm going, she's going. Yes. Yes. So I see that a young person... A young person is ready to go anywhere to anything. Even leave her father and her mother. 
One day a man got married to his wife, but it was a second wife. His first wife was dead. So he married again. But the one he married wasn't so young. She had actually been married before. Yes. I don't know what he did when, when they went to the honeymoon place. I honestly, I have to find the person and ask, what did you do? You know? But I tell you, when they got to the honeymoon, I don't know what he tried to do or what he did. She told him, listen, listen, I've been married before. <laughs> I've been married before. Yes. I, I want you to know. Yes. Don't even try. Yes. She won him. Straight. I'm not a small girl. Wow. Would you like to hear such words on your honeymoon? Or would you like to hear, yes, darling. Yes, baby. You hear, yes, 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 always. When it's a sweet young soul. That's all you'll be hearing. Yes, yes, yes. But when it is a hardened, hardened executive. A hardened elder. You'll be hearing such things like, listen to me, listen to me. Let me make myself perfectly understood. Tell somebody, let me make myself perfectly understood. God is looking for people who say, yes, yes. Can you imagine being married to a young, fresh, flowing virgin? The lights are off and all you hear is, yes, 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 yes. I've been 
I don't take nonsense. You know, I've heard all the in real life. One day, a couple went for a honeymoon. And when they came back, I asked them, how was sex? They said it was okay, but I've learned to ask more than one question. <laughs> they had been for two weeks. I said, how many times did you have sex? They said, one and a half times. Hey! 1.5. Two weeks. When first love couples are having sex six times a day. Six times a day. Two weeks. Hey. I will not go into the house. Are there some ambassadors sitting behind you over there? Some executive ambassadors. And the Americans. Oh, is the Americans who are sitting at the back? <laughs> wow. I know that God was says when he says Matthew 28, 19, go. Then he said, Yes. Into all the world, yes. Into all nations, yes. Yes. Baptizing them, yes. In the name of the Father, teaching them, yes. I am with you, yes. This is all he wants. From, let it be according to your word. No further questions. Let's bring it on now. I'm a young person. I have know what is just flow let's just flow let's just go let's just flow let's just go no how will we live how will this be how will that be how will this be how will this be wow let's go now how will it be how will this be how will that be let it be no God really looking for young people. God is really looking for young people. You know, one day I saw somebody who was very sad. I said, why? He said, I've lost my job. I said, why? What have you done? He said, I've not done anything. I'm too old. They say I'm old. He said, from they, from, they were laid off from this age. He said, from this age, you are stiff. They gave us money to go, she said. They've given us money to go away. They don't want our presence. If it's not good for a bank, it's also not good for the church. Yeah. Yeah. That's stiffness. Yes. One lady, she told me, she said, my husband is dead. My husband used to like touching me. When I'm walking there, he would touch. I told him, I said, I don't like that. Don't touch me. No, you see, you are laughing, but this is how people behave. You know, all these are real things. This is how people behave. Yes, this is how people say, I don't like it. I feel hot. I feel hot. I feel cold. I feel hot. I feel cold. 
I'm not well. You must understand. Be reasonable. Why were you trained? She said, I didn't like it. Till he was dying. She said, he, she, she told me my husband died at home in his bedroom. Because the doctor said he's going to die and the best is for him to die at home. So he was brought home and he died in his bed. She said, I used to sit by him. I didn't read it in the book. She told me the two of us were sitting at the table. She said, she, I used to sit by him. But sometimes I'll sit by him. Not say a word. He didn't speak. He didn't speak. A pastor. He didn't speak. He didn't move. Then I, she said, I'd look at his hand that he used to be touching. Then I'd lift the hand myself and put it on my, on my lap. She told me. Too late. Flowing too late. You are now lifting up the, the core. I said, choose me now. If you can lift your hand and choose me. Choose me, please. Choose me and use me, please. Say yes. Say yes. 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 Amen. Sit down. Number five. But before we do number five, I want us to watch a crusade. Yes. Um, we're going to need to turn off the lights. So you're going to need to find out more about the lights. If you can discover how these lights are turned on and off. In the meantime, whilst they are finding out. Have you found out already? You, you know already. So I can... Now, how many feel that God is speaking to you? Yeah. Oh, yes. Whilst they are finding out about the lights. Have you found out?
Hallelujah. Are you awake or asleep? Is there somebody sleeping by you? Wow. What a blessing. How many enjoy the Healing Jesus campaign videos? Do you want to watch more? Okay. Now, sit down for a moment. And... um, We are going to go for supper, isn't it? I hear you have supper. What time is your supper? Anytime. All right. Anytime is a good time. Beautiful. Huh? You are flowing? (laughs) All right. It's amazing. Now... Um, let me just give you one point that we have our supper and then we'll come back and then we close and then early in the morning we start because tomorrow we're ending by the afternoon we are ending I believe that's what you've been told yeah I hear you have to go somewhere you have to go <laughs> have flights to catch <laughs> you have work in the morning <laughs> alright those who are chosen and those who are used number one is what those who believe isn't it those who believe are those who are chosen Mary said she said blessed are the, um those who believe, for there shall be a performance, isn't it? Blessed is she who believed. Number two, those who are chosen are those who are virgins. Virgins. Virgins, especially in your mind and your heart. Okay? And virginity in your whatever part also is important. Tell your neighbor, don't you have to try to be a virgin? Try virginity, okay? You can just go everywhere and come back. Number three. Those who are virgins are those who flow. Amen. And number four. Those who are virgins, uh, those who are chosen are those who are young. Amen. In mind and in heart. Amen. That's why some of us are older but younger than some young people yes because the mind is young and the heart is young all right number five do you have number five those who are chosen are those who are appreciative appreciative Now, Luke 1, verse number 46, and it says, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, 
and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. Amen. 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 Now, Mary, my soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit praise his name. Hey, is that what he says? Yeah. But my soul does magnify the Lord. She was happy and appreciative of what God had done. And she started singing praises. So thankfulness and being appreciative of what is being done for you is something you look for before you even choose someone. Yes. It's true. If I was looking for a wife, I would want someone who would appreciate that I would choose you. Not that I have something special to offer, but that, that you would appreciate it. Yes. And not after some time, you start becoming funny. Yes. You, everybody wants somebody who is appreciated. There are a lot of people who don't appreciate that they were chosen. One day I had a meeting with a pastor and his wife, and I, 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 I was asking the wife, do you appreciate this man married you? But she was quiet, looking straight. Why look straight when I'm looking at you? Huh? I'm looking at you and you are just looking straight. Or I'm standing here and you are looking straight. Look, look straight, look straight. Is it right? I'm speaking to these people and look at they are looking at the banner. Look at them, look at them. <laughs> you know, you must appreciate Paul. Oh. He is also blessed to have me as a wife. Wow. Listen, when I went to Tanzania, I was told there are nine million more ladies than men. Hey, let's face it. Sisters, if you get somebody, you are blessed if you get someone to marry you. Oh, really? I don't think whatever you will. Sorry. I, I, I would advise somebody not to marry you with that attitude. Yes. Because it's going to be a tit for tat marriage. Tit for tat. I give you tat, you give me tit. <laughs> appreciate you, appreciate me. Why should I appreciate you? Why should I appreciate you for marrying me? You to appreciate me for marrying me. Why should I appreciate you? Appreciate me. You are also lucky to have me. Wow. Tit tat. Tit for tat, and a tat for tit. 
Listen. You know, there are people who are, I, I call them equalizers. They are equalizers. They will equalize you. Right now, you will be shocked. You become nothing. Yes. I would like to have somebody who's always thanking me. One day, a man, you know, he, he divorced his wife and uh, he married another lady. So one day, I was just talking with him and I said, so What is it like? You know, I always like interviewing people who have married twice. Anybody you meet who's married to her, just sit down and say, can I chat with you? <laughs> and just ask the person questions. What is it like? <laughs> yes, it's a very interesting discussion if, if they'll be open to you. Then he, he said to me, the first one used to insult me. She used to say, you are a bushman. Bushman, you, you, are, you, know, you don't know anything. Bushman, you are from a low background. And he used to, she used to insult him. I mean, say things like that. I said, what about the second one? She said, the second one always puts her hand on my hand and says, thank you for marrying me. Thank you for choosing me. Which one of these two would you like? Second one. Yeah. You see, when I say it in the preaching, you realize which one you should choose. And which one is nicer? But when you are living out your real life, that's not how you behave. When was the last time you put your hand on your husband's... uh, Your husband's... What what is this place called? Lap. And said to him, Thank you for choosing me. Wow. Yes. You are flowing from now, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Learn to put your hand on your husband's lap. If this place is called a lap, is this really called a lap? Thigh. Upper, lower limb. And say thank you for choosing me. That's why I like that song by Tommy Walker. Thank you for choosing me. When on the cross you made history and died for me ever. So you, oh God, thank you for choosing me. So how then? Your name, oh Jesus, I will ever sing to sing your praise. Thank you for loving me. Yes. I will always thank you for choosing me. Always thank you. I will always say, be saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You, you. I mean, you will want to choose somebody who'll be saying thank you. Then you rather tell the person, say, "Honey, don't say thank you. I thank you." 
No, no, they said, no, don't say thank you. I thank you for choosing. No, and it becomes a quarrel. You say thank you too much. I don't want to say thank you, but I, I feel that. That's how I feel. Why can't I say that? Why can't I say thank you? That's what I feel. Hey! What a nice marriage. kind of quarrels we must be having in our marriages. You know, yes. One couple were telling me they were having an argument at home. I said, what argument? He said, the argument was that I love you more. You know, I said, no, I love you more than you love me. No, I love you more. It became a big argument. And love, this is what we call love bed argument. I, li- I like you more. Wow. Somebody who is always thankful. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for choosing me. And that's how come sometimes, you know, you know, one time a certain brother, I asked him, what did your father tell you about marriage? He said he said only one thing. He didn't say much. So what did he say? He said, don't marry a virgin. This was the only advice he gave. Don't marry a virgin. So I said, why? He said, I don't know why. So since he told me this about, I mean, 20 years ago, I've been analyzing why would somebody give that advice? What, what do you think would be the reasons why somebody would give that advice? Maybe, maybe what? Self-righteousness. She would be self-righteous. What else? She wouldn't be what? Flowing. She wouldn't flow. Why, why wouldn't she flow? Because she's a virgin? Yeah, because she's um, self-conscious. You know, she feels better. Or... Better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? I think um, he's going to feel maybe she's going to be naive. She wouldn't know much. She wouldn't know much. He wants somebody already trained. It's already trained. <laughs> what else why, why why what else do you think she would feel superior superior why would she feel superior she's one in a million it's one in a million like it's not easy to find a virgin yeah. yes like the only virgins left are like aeroplanes like virgin atlantic islands and islands, and islands. aeroplanes that are virgin island virgin. <laughs> yes so, I, I don't know, but maybe this is it. Whereas you have somebody, you know, I watched a, a film one time, a lady was a prostitute, a, a true story. She had so many customers. And by the way, prostitutes are like shops. It's like a shop. They have regular customers. They have special customers. They have harvest days. They have increased time sales everything <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but one day one of the customers one of the customers said i love you yes. and i want to marry you yes. and i've had many of such stories Yes, when the person likes, loves the person. So I want to marry you. And there's a queue outside. 
There's a queue outside. I said, I want to marry you. So I'll come back. And he keeps coming back. Shh. Yes. And you ask yourself, shh, please, listen, listen. It may sound funny, you know. Somebody t- said to me the other day, somebody called her, she called her daughter. She said, I listened to your pastor preaching. And I hear a lot of shouting in the preaching. And she asked her, her daughter, do you people listen to what he's saying? Because the things he's saying are very serious. She was talking to her daughter. She said, if I had known what your pastor is preaching, I would be still married today. She was talking, she was talking to her daughter. I'm not in your church, but I, when I hear, I say, she listens to it all the time. She said, no, 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 no. So listen to what I'm saying. I'm talking about a prostitute whom somebody wants to marry. Why? Appreciative. You like me? All these are my customers? You still want me? Thank you. What am I? I am nothing. You like me? I like you. As against a proud queen. Who looks at this? I'm one in a million. Who is that? Who said one man in a million? One in a million. Wow. What is your name? Israel. 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 Okay. One in a million. Wow. That means there are not many. Ask your neighbor who is standing by, are you one of the one in a million? Are you one of the one in a million? Wow. I think God calls people who, are, who just start singing when they are called. Like Andre Crouch said, how can I say thanks for all the things that you've done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. No angel, no angel. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to you. Yeah, you know, God likes people who are thankful, always thanking. You would too. You would also choose somebody who is thankful. One day I had a car. Many, many years ago, I had a car. The first car I ever gave away, I wanted to give it to somebody. I tell you, it was one of the most difficult things for me to find somebody to give the car. Because the car wasn't new. It wasn't new. That's what I had. And that's what I was giving. Huh? And I wanted to find somebody to give it. I look at the different people and say, if I give it to this person, if I give it to this person, what do we He may say, you just gave me troubles. That's how people talk. You just give me troubles. This old, old jalopy. Why didn't you give me the car you are using? You give me this rubbish. Look, I struggled to find each person I considered. I said, no, 
this person one. There are things I throw away because I can't find someone appreciating. I just throw them away. I said, I can't even think. I can't. It's become a problem. Yeah. I just throw it away because to find an appreciated person, appreciated person, difficult. So God doesn't choose a lot of people because he doesn't find them thankful. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for saving me. You know, one day I was with Dr. Dr. Ogo. Some of you know him. He comes with me at the crusade and at camp sometimes. And um, I went with him to a town called Takoradi. Have you heard of Takoradi? Yeah. You shouldn't have. If, if you, you shouldn't have heard of the town Takoradi. You shouldn't have because... I should have been speaking to a lot of Zimbabweans, Ugandans, I mean Tanzanians and other countries who have never heard of the town Takoradi. Why should you have heard of Takoradi? Have you heard of Mzuzu? Have you heard of Karonga? You shouldn't have heard of it. It's from Malawi. There should be so many people from all kinds of countries here. That's why we say Takoradi is as if you are talking about somewhere in Toronto. They're not supposed to know it. Just a few people are supposed to know. Some people are supposed to know it. Because you are not reaching out to the people. You need to reach out to the people. Hmm? We need younger people to take up the ministry. Young people, I hope you are doing it. First Love Church. You must, you must be First Love Church bigger than the grown-ups church. You see, our, our church in our church, for instance, in Tamale, I sent a first love guy there. The church became bigger than the, ch- the church in the town. Many places, the, ch- the first love church is bigger. Our first love church is bigger than the Kodesh. All, all our churches are bigger than the grown ups churches. It's not that we are better, but it's that, listen, we are younger. We, it's young, younger people are ready to receive the seeds and flow and have the, the energy. For the work of God more than older people. So the first life church should be bigger. Yeah. Yes. And even the grown-ups will now be asked to move to the evening. While the young people come to the morning service. Yeah. Because the, the, the young people are more than. More than, more than, more than, more than, more than the old people. You see when you love souls. You love young people. When you are looking for money. You will be thinking of. Where do you work? Where do you work? Oh, you're a dentist. <laughs> Good. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your life. I want to pray for you. Come, Shabbat When you are looking for souls, you like young people who have nothing, who are, they are nothing, they own nothing, they have nothing, they are zeros. You like them. Yeah. Are you, st- are you there? Yes. Are you there? Yes. yes. What was I preaching about? What am I talking about? Young people. Takoradi. <laughs> Takoradi. And I was talking to this doctor and I, and I, and I told him, we, when we went for the crusade, after the crusade, at about 2 a.m., we were still awake and we went to have some drinks somewhere. Some drinks. When I say drinks, I mean drinks like Coca-Cola, Fanta. <laughs> I need to clarify. 
So when we finished having our drinks, we were going to where we were, wherever we were staying. And we came to where the cars were parked. And then there's a door. There's a door. There's a mysterious door. And suddenly it opened. And a man with chains around his, his arms and studded belts and came out with a lot of muscles. At about 3 a.m. I didn't know who he was. But apparently that's a door for, to a nightclub. A disco. So then Dr. Go said to me, this door, I've come out of this door many times. This is my door. I used to come out of here at 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. just like this man. You know, and I told him, I said, you are, I told him something. I said, you know, you are not appreciative of your salvation. I, I said to him, I feel you are an ungrateful person. Yes. I said, you should not, you'll be dead by now. God has done a lot for you. At that time, he was a lay, he was a lay person. Pursuing whatever, laurels. I told him, I just said, no, that's what I felt. Don't get angry when I tell you the truth. I said, you, you are ungrateful. Coming out at 3 a.m., he used to drink a whole bottle of vodka at a certain age. A teenager, he'd drink a bottle of vodka and collapse. I said, wow. Because his father was not around. His mother was not around. He was alone. I said, brother, the fact that you are saved is by grace. And all of us by grace. But people don't care. They are not thankful. They are not thankful. You have to live your whole life saying thank you. How can I? That's what the song. I had a camp called, How Can I Say Thanks? Many of you, you don't listen to the Makade. That's why you are how you are. You don't, if you listen to the Makade, you become anointed and become powerful. You don't let, When I say, I've had a camp, how can I say thanks? You have not either heard of it, number one, nor ever listened to it. It's true. I know because when I speak, you can see the recognition of the things I'm saying by the people you are talking about. You don't even know what I'm talking about. It's like I'm talking about something in Czechoslovakia. You don't listen to messages. But I tell you, if you are thankful, you will give yourself to live because there's no way to say thank you to God than to be grateful yes. and just do what he wants. Yes. One day I spoke to a lady. You know, this lady had, was married but had a terrible experience and her husband died. Hmm. When she came to me, God touched my heart and I said, no, you know, as a pastor, I can help people to marry. Every pastor can. But I, have a, I can help people to marry. So this is a widow, very young widow. And I said, I'll help you. Promise me only one thing. I took her and I, I made her promise me. Promise me this. She said, I promise. I said, okay, I'll help you. She's married now. But listen, she kept her promise. She's keeping it so far. Yes. You know, many times God is just asking just one promise. Promise me one thing. If I choose you, if I call you, you sing. You sing thank you. 
rest of your life. But many people are called and selected by God. When I look at myself, my color, my type of person, come on. In the church, not in Ghana. Then you don't know Ghana. Not in Ghana. Our type don't go to church. My type of person doesn't go to church. We are found in nightclubs, in swimming pools, horse riding, and every other place apart from a church. When I find myself in a church, I ask myself, how can I say thanks to God? Go and listen to that camp, all of you. You've never heard of it. It's called the Makane on the podcast. You just download it straight. Straight on your phone, you get it. Easy, no charge. Listen to it. How can I say thank you for what you've done for me? I don't know any way to say thank you than to give my life for him. I honestly don't know any way. When you say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, it gets finished. You can even get a, com- a computer and program. Say thank you. Enter. It will start. Thank you, 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 thank you. I said to that widow, promise me, promise me one thing. When I took her, I said, sit in my car. I want to talk to you. Promise me. You promise me. I promise. I will help you. What does God want from you before he chooses you to use you? One of the things he wants is that you will be thankful and you will show the thanks all the days of your life. Yes. Many of us in in America, Canada, you are possessed with the dragon of selfishness. You are self-centered and it's a dragon. Go and read Rejoiner's book called The Value Part, part 2. The Valley Part 2. As they were the path or the valley. They were walking through the valley and Rejoiner said to the people in the vision, he said, a big dragon is coming. So what dragon? He said, it's a dragon of selfishness and self-centeredness. Your life centers around yourself and your personal visions. Your personal life. And that's why it's not becoming much. You think that I'm not important in Ghana to be going to these places. Do you know these places? Some of the towns here, even in Liberia, you see the water is brown with things swimming in it. If you like, don't bath, it's up to you. You choose to bath or not. You choose to bath or not. There's nothing like plain water in some of the places. And if you want, I was telling the vice, the, she's now the, the vice president of, the lady, Mrs. Taylor, she's now the vice president of Liberia. Yeah. I was telling her what, something, I was telling her something the other day, and we're talking about the snakes that are in Liberia. Many snakes. Many. For Liberia, with snakes, because of the rain. In fact, in Anakazo campus in Ghana, when we want to catch a snake, we call the Liberians. They said, Liber- there are some Liberians, they, they, they will catch it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Every enemy has a master. And the Liberian, they are are, are masters of those. No, I don't know all Liberian, but those ones that work with us, they they, they are are not afraid. Oh, yes. One day we saw a snake skin in the ceiling. 
We called him. He said, oh, no problem. He entered, went and brought it. Yes. He entered. The electrician was afraid, but he was not afraid. <laughs> Satan will bow to you in the name of Jesus. Self-centeredness. I was surprised when I saw it. I've never heard of it. But he said, there is a dragon. The greatest dragon in the world is selfishness and self-centeredness. Your life centers around yourself. The more I have gone out of my way, out of, out of my life, out of my circles, the more my life has become richer. Yes. 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 That, that enriches your life by thinking of others and going outside your circles. I tell you, I can't lie to you. It's time hmm, for us to be appreciative so that we step out of our world, our little circle, and say, Jesus, how can I say thanks? That's why you are just here. You know, <laughs> this is one of the cheapest mission fields that would have been. You know, but because of the dragon of selfishness, the people are locked up, especially in America. Most of the towns that you have to go to, there is a flight there. There's a flight. Miami Barranquilla, Miami Bogota, Miami Cartagena, Miami Managua, Miami Bogota, Miami Buenos Everywhere you have Miami or Houston or New York. They are flying to everywhere. Long ago, <laughs> American Airlines, every day. These places, there is no, even a flight, I drove, I drove to Liberia. <laughs> I drove. Flew. Sometimes you fly to Europe to fly there. I've flown to France and from France back to Africa. You do it. Because it's not direct flight. Yes. Here you are, you take flight. New York, Toronto, even Toronto, here. This here, like that. But you sit there. Your self, self-centeredness. That's not how the American church was. So every church in South America came from America. as assemblies of God pastors went to live there. Even when I just came from Managua, there's a pastor called David Spencer. Since he was small, he has been in the country. His father was a missionary. He has the third largest church in the whole of um, Nicaragua. He just died. He was my friend. Yes, he has been there for many years. Amazing. But the dragon of selfishness. So your life centers around yourself. Yes. That's why you see people, you, even you are now developing what we call premature aging. You are becoming older prematurely. Yes. You sometimes you meet people and say, ah, are you okay? So I'm okay. So are you sure you're okay? You don't have any tuberculosis, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Self-centeredness. Yes. God is lucky to have me. That's what you are thinking. God is lucky to have me. God is not lucky to have me. You are lucky to have God. So let us jump out of our self-centeredness. 
Yeah, you see how your life will become richer. Yeah. I, you know something I'm 100% sure of? Many people who have followed what I say would have had a better life for sure. For sure. That's one I'm 100% sure. One day I met a, a pastor in Paraguay. I took his wife, he's married to an American from, I think, Carolina somewhere. I said, so would you be going to America? He said, what should I go to do in America? He said, do you know the life I have here? You can never compare my life here to my life in America. There is no comparison. Then he started to list all the things. For sure I know, but the self-centeredness of the people and the fears, dragon, fear, and self hey, don't come here, don't come here, has crippled the people. I will never stop saying go into the world and preach the God. If you want to, don't come to my camp. If you don't want to hear something, don't come here. We are not here about money. That's why we'll be richer. That's why we'll be richer here. Yes. If you don't want to hear go into the world, don't even waste your time. Even don't come tomorrow. Catch your train back. And may you be a train driver in that train one day. Tell your neighbor, I think he's talking to you. I think he's talking to you. Yeah, this is the book. This is the book. Read it. Fire on the Mountain by Rick Joyner. Yes. And you see Elijah, he meets Elijah and uh, so on in this book. Ah, and you see, I didn't write the book. Read it and see. The dragon in the book selfishness and self-centeredness. So are we going to be thankful to the Lord? Yes. Yes. Beautiful. You know, when I watch these videos, I feel it here. Where I felt when the anointing entered into me. That's why I feel it. It's like my belly, my heart. I feel I want to go back. I want to go to more towns. I want to preach to them. I want to love them. I want to do something. Honestly. I wish you also have that feeling. And that you also do it for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for the blessing of your holy word. We are grateful for your mighty word that you share with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Choose me. Use me. Yes. Choose me. Use me. Yes. Choose me. Use me. That must be your prayer. Choose me. Use me. Jump out of your self-centeredness. You'll be shocked. Your life will change forever. Amen. Amen. Right. We are going to take a quick offering. Now listen. All the offerings we are taking, we have taken only one offering. All the offerings we